Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you haven't followed me on social media, follow me at Strict Anonymous, both on Instagram and Twitter, like my page on Facebook if you're still on that fucking place. I hate Facebook. <laughs> Isn't Facebook dead? I don't know. This is, I don't go on my regular page, but I still have my uh, Strictly Anonymous page. So if you're on Facebook still, like me there. Uh, if you haven't subscribed to me, wherever you're listening to my podcast, subscribe to me and write me a review or give me five stars. Reviews really help the show, so I love them. Uh, if you want to be on the show, this is a call and advice show, but really it's a place where people call in to confess about like their secret lives and private lives or just naughty lives while remaining anonymous. That's why it's called strictly anonymous. And I added in the word confession so people know exactly what they're getting in for. They're in for, they're getting in for. <laughs> I literally, sometimes I'm so dumb. I don't even know how to speak proper English. Um, we, there was a, somebody who actually uh, wrote a review and they used the word whilst, W-H-I-L-S-T. <laughs> they talked about how dumb my podcast was or not really dumb but they like said it's not it doesn't educate and I should stop trying to educate and they use the word sex positive and whilst and I'm just like you are listening to the wrong fucking show like bye-bye thank god that person moved on because like I said I could barely speak proper English I'm not trying to educate anybody and I don't even know what sex positive means but this is like uh, a call and advice show what I say I don't know and if you want to be on it I do like giving advice right if you want to be on my show send me an email at strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com or go to strictly anonymous podcast.com and click on be on the show i also have um, a youtube channel which i love i comment uh, people could comment there it's really easy to comment on my episodes there i don't know how easy it is to listen to the episodes there i think it's probably easier to listen to the episodes on your podcast app but if you're on YouTube, or even if you're not on YouTube, go to YouTube, subscribe to my channel, like and share my videos, and you could comment. And a lot of times the guests go there and, and comment back. I comment, I try to comment back to everybody who comments on my episodes over there because I do love listening from my, hearing from my listeners. Um, so go to YouTube as well. I also have a Patreon uh, page that I set up. COVID, that's the only good thing that came out of COVID. It gave me a lot of time to like do things that I needed to do. So I finally set up a Patreon account. I have a bunch of tiers on there, everything from a $3 tier, which is basically supporting my show, which I fucking love and which is so nice of you. If you want to support my show, sign up for the $3 tier. You're not just supporting my show. You'll also get these episodes early. Plus, you'll get a monthly Q&A where I dish out about all kinds of things. You can ask me any question. I'll answer it. I'm an open book, not on this show. On this show, it's all about the other person. But on my Patreon page or my Q&As, people always ask me questions about me and I totally answer them. So if you want to know more about me, 
go there, sign up for that uh, tier. Or there's a bunch of other tiers. There's a tier for pantyhose lovers. It's a special tier for my pantyhose people. I call them my hosers. There's also a $60 tier, which is the highest tier, but that's like a private phone conversation with me that I don't air. It's sort of like the same setup as my show. I'll ask you a bunch of questions. You could tell me anything you want to. Uh, and you could, uh, but you do that, you know, but I don't air it, right? That's, it's still anonymous. I don't know who the fuck you are because you pay through uh, Patreon. I talked to you for about a half hour, 45 minutes. It's 60 bucks. There's a tier for that. So go to patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast and uh, subscribe to my patron or support my show by joining patron. Become a patron on Patreon. <laughs> Let's get to the person I have on the show today. Her name is Jessica. I have a lot of girls emailing me, so I have a lot of female guest episodes coming up. Today is Jessica. Now, Jessica, I mean, this girl is super interesting. She had, she was married for a hot second. She's still super young, but she was married, divorced. And right after she got divorced, this girl wrote out a bucket list. I called it a fuck it list. Uh, and on her bucket list, it wasn't like jump out of a plane or climb a mountain, you know, it was literally like all kinds of stuff she wanted to do that had to do with sex, like gangbangs, threesomes, fucking old guy. And she's already fucked an old guy. And she talks about, she's been checking off her bucket list, uh, since she's been divorced and she hasn't even really been divorced for that long. And she gets into specifics about all of it. We talk about her husband and what went wrong there. I make her read me her whole bucket list. Go to my social media, my Instagram. You should be able to see her bucket list there. I made her give me a, a screenshot of it. Um, we talk about specific things that she's done with these guys. Now, she's in love with, she's not in love with, she's like interested in the girl Molly that used to call who was like a, really into sex and then she like became an escort. And this girl is almost an escort because she does, she did go on uh What's that thing like seeking arrangement, like sugar daddy kind of stuff, you know, and she has a couple sugar daddies and she has done things for cash. And like I said, we get very specific about those things. Like I said, she like I said, how many times have I said that? <laughs> like I said, she did fuck an old guy and she ta talks about that. She's submissive. Uh, she likes things rough. We talk about that. But she also has this other thing going on where she finds it hard to orgasm. And, you know, the second half of the podcast and towards the end, we get a lot into that uh, because that's like an interesting twist. And I give her some homework so that uh, she could better orgasm. I don't know if my homework's correct, but she's going to try it and then call back in. So we will get a part two from Jessica. Right. Um, but that's like I said, towards the end. So if you don't want to hear that shit, just turn it off after the good stories. But like, I think it's really interesting that, you know, here's this girl that was married, divorced. Now she has this bucket list. She's living out all these kind of crazy sexual experiences. She has even more stuff that she wants to do that she hasn't done. She's basically open for anything. But then she has this other thing going on where she finds it hard to orgasm. And that's interesting that, you know, both those things exist in the same person, but that's very real life, right? Life is like that or people are like that. There's concoctions that don't make sense and she doesn't make sense, which makes her fucking real. And to me, interesting. That's what I find interesting about people, people that don't make sense, <laughs> that have two sides of both things inside of themselves, right? Um, so I, and I get into that and uh, like I said, I give her some homework and some advice and she's going to come back on in one month to talk about. Uh, the homework, whether she's done it, what happened. So we'll be hearing more from her. But trust me, you're going to get a lot of information on Jessica today. So sit back, relax, and I'll be right back on with Jessica. 
Jessica, right? Yes, Jessica. Sorry, I'm always juggling so many fake names. Hey, Jessica, (laughs) uh, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. How are you you today? Yeah, thank you. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for coming on. I'm always excited when I'm talking to a female caller, right? And this this short story or the quick one liner about you that I got from your email and all you told me was that I mean you've you're only 29 years old you're not even 30 right you've already right. been married and divorced and now you have like uh, and during your marriage like there was no sex really going on right and but after you got divorced and I'm assuming this is what's going on now you you created this bucket list and you're really fucking horny and you're doing a lot of things and that's what we're going to talk about correct exactly yes so let's just start though like before your marriage okay you were only married for a year and a half how long were you with that guy for so we met in college we dated for probably a year and a half and then um broke up when I went to grad school and then got back together um we were together for maybe like nine months before we got engaged. But you said in the email, you said the sex when you were married and engaged was really bad. Was it great in the beginning and then it started to wean off or was it always bad with him? It was, So when I was in college, I was not like sleeping around a lot, but definitely more than um, I was definitely like hornier than I was like when I was engaged and married. But it was like nothing spectacular right at the first like whatever year that we knew each other but um yeah everything just went completely downhill basically and i think it was just me like not being in the mood ever um and so i think that created like a lot of tension then and then it like kind of made it even worse well, why were you never in the mood? Did you go on the pill or something? Because sometimes the pill could like zap a woman's sex drive for sure. Yeah, I went on the, well, I was on the pill since I was like 13. Um, okay. But then I changed to a different one. So I I think that might have something to do with it. For sure. Um, I went yeah, on it I've once. Never... I've got to tell you, once I was on the pill. I mean, now I don't need it, but when I was younger, I did it for like a month. And I was like, it was like, a, I felt like a dead person. I was like, this blows. Like, I felt really not horny. I couldn't get wet if you paid me. And I was like, I told a lot of my guy, and I was like weepy. And I told a lot of my guy friends, I'm like, you're all sitting here talking about girls and they don't like to have sex and they're always crying. And I'm like, trust me, it's like the pill. It's not women. The pill could really fuck up a girl, right? But like you said, it was maybe just the wrong pill, right? Because you had one before and you weren't that way, right? Yeah, and I think just like emotionally, I I knew I didn't want to get married like from the beginning, which oh, really? is horrible, but yeah. Um, so looking back, I think that had a lot to do with it. Like I knew I... Why did you go setting my life up wrong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why did you do? Why? First of all, why did you know it wasn't going to work, or you didn't want to get married? Was it him, or just you didn't feel ready for it? And then why did you go through with it? So yeah, I didn't feel ready for it. I think that um, the circumstances were such that it was like now or never kind of thing. Um, With him, you mean? Yes. Yeah, and so. He, we jumped in basically. I was very surprised that he proposed. Um, how old was he? Your and, age, right? Because you met in college, right? Yes, okay, yeah, same age. Um, 
but yeah, I just, I felt so much pressure from my family, honestly, like they adored him and they just wanted me to see me married and like have kids and um, right, be but, happy and all that stuff. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Well, look, it cost yeah. them, it cost them a lot of money. <laughs> Because <laughs> they put together a whole wedding. Exactly. <laughs> I know. I look back and I'm like, I'm sorry, Dad. Like that wedding was great, but but wait, let me sorry. ask you this: only because I just personally have like seen and been invited to these weddings where you just know it's never going to work out because the person's like miserable, and I'm like, why are you taking me on this fucking ride? It's like really makes me angry, <laughs> you know? Because you're like, like you're just going through all this because you can't call it off, or like for a number of reasons. But and then those are the ones that always don't last like were you guys that couple where everyone knew it wasn't going to work out or did everyone was the everyone surprised? it was oh really so everyone the was complete surprised. opposite okay good so you didn't yes. take anyone on that ride <laughs> no and I mean looking back I, yeah. it's all very clear but at the time I was like right. all right like we're the wedding's exciting like looking forward to that and then maybe we'll have kids a few years after looking forward to that it was just like it my mindset was like, it will change. Like, it'll get better. Right. Um, and it just snowballed. And before you know it, you're married in a year. You don't even last a year and a half. Like, what happened that you guys both decided to call it quits? Did something major happen? Or were you just miserable the whole time, the both of you? We, that's the thing. We weren't miserable at all. And mm -hmm. the, it was more one-sided. It was me who was less happy. Um, uh -huh. But it... <laughs> Yeah, it was just one of those things where I got to the point that I was like, I don't want to just kind of wait till it might get better and then like ruin my life because like we have kids together and not that that's like a life ruiner, but no, but then you're tied to be... that person forever, right? Exactly. exactly for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, thank goodness because I don't want kids now, and I'm so glad that like I made that decision before right uh -huh. that happened basically um but yeah I'm so glad I made that decision like I have no regrets whatsoever so when you you weren't in the mood for sex with him so it, I'm assuming you weren't in the mood for sex with anybody like there was no cheating going on during your relationship with him or anything like that on your end no not at all I was just like a little hermit sexually right like so you weren't interested in anything. anyone so you get divorced right and then when do you realize that you're hornier than ever all of a sudden um it was probably like a month after oh my god hilarious I was like okay like hello um so yeah I started to go on the prowl basically and I got on like a few dating apps and stuff and met a few people. And I, so remember when you had Molly on the show? Yeah. Everyone remembers Molly. I, I've had her on like four yes, times. <laughs> I know. I love her because <laughs> we seem so similar. Um, like I don't want to date anyone. I'm just kind of in it for like sexual Mm -hmm. um experiences so i was like i need to know this woman um that's so funny but I anyway put you guys in touch i can always see if she would be interested in talking to another you know what i mean She's a, a lot of times when i put guests and or people together i could always see on the down low if she wants to you know yeah you that would be awesome because yeah um yeah i just feel like that i don't talk to many people about it because 
it's like there is kind of a sig- stigma still about women like acting that way mm-hmm, like totally uh-huh acting like men and um i'm like i don't fucking care i'm just not really gonna tell anyone about it <laughs> right so we except me and not my whole audience but right that's what we're, right. That's what we're talking about <laughs> People, if you're like Molly, people are going to love this fucking episode because people love her episode just like you did, uh, especially the guys. But, you know, it's interesting that you as a female feel like, you know, connected to her. Like how, like, because what I was, what was interesting to me about Molly is that she would just be like, it could be like random guys, one after the other. You know what I mean? I mean, she was that into sex and she didn't need it to be the same guy or have any kind of emotional connection or even friendship with them you know I mean it could just be a a guy that she just met I mean there was one time did you listen to all of her episodes Molly's yeah I think so yeah where she would like was at the airport do you remember that story (laughs) I mean you know your guys that you have sex with now and I'll get way more specific but just real quick like do is it like one-offs or do you have like the guys that you see all the time that you're having sex with it's I like it to be one time but there have been a couple that um repeat yes exactly yeah that's even interesting to me I think that's why I was asking more so because for me like there was a a lot of times in my life where I don't want to be in a relationship but I want to have sex and I would have long-term booty calls but for me it was always like I liked it to be the same guy as opposed to like one-offs you know what I mean so I'm always interested to talk because it's like the opposite me you know and I Mm -hmm. I do think it's uh you don't it's not to say that women like that don't exist I think that they don't talk about it as much because look you're younger right and I think it's people are much more open-minded in your generation right but there still is a little bit of that stigma that you're not going to walk around totally being open I know you said you tell one of your girlfriends about stuff that you do but like does anyone know about the fact that you have a bucket list or we should say like a fucking no. list I don't know you know? yeah <laughs> no no one yeah it, oh well whenever um I've met up with a couple guys who have seen it, which I can talk more about this one guy. Um, but they're, it's funny. They're always like, oh, I, I can help you with that. I can help you with that one. Like, How oh, many yeah. things no, are on your bucket list? How many? Let me, it's on the notes of my phone. Let me see. Yeah. And if you don't mind, I don't know, like if you would be interested because it would make like an interesting you know, Instagram posts, you could always screenshot it without, yeah. as long as there's no names or anything. I'd love to post that or show people it'd be, I think it'd be super interesting. How many things are yeah. on there? Like, is it written out like one, two, three? It's no, I, I just have them like in a list. Yeah. But there's probably like 40. Interesting. Oh my God. I need to see all of those. I'm adding like all the time. <laughs> you are? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I can read a few if you want me to like go. Yeah, whatever you think. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, well, let's start with this. So you you get divorced from your husband, right? And then do you immediately start right because you're horny right away, right? You get on these apps, you're meeting guys. Uh, I'm assuming you start to have sex with these people, and then do you write the bucket list? Like, when does this bucket list start? So the bucket list actually started um, a few months ago because one one of them that was really big just on my like I have like a normal bucket list and then yeah. categories of like sexual like travel that you know yeah 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 um, and so one of my big ones overall was be a sugar baby 
And I was like, oh, perfect time. Like I'm in my, you know, late stage of my prime. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. let's get this done. Um, so I started with that. I started um, on the Seeking Arrangements website. This uh-huh. was like, I started this like six months ago or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then I just started meeting guys and like, learning about like fetishes that are out there and all that stuff and so that's kind of what started oh my god I don't even know where to start with you but let's start with the show (laughs) I mean because we're talking like you started like just sleeping around right a year and a half ago and then this bucket list started now I maybe we'll just start with the bucket list and then we'll go back you know but because I'm assuming before you started this bucket list right you you were also having a lot of sex before that too right where were you meeting the guys yeah, I wasn't having like a ton of oh, sex, okay. uh-huh. um, but yeah, I was meeting that like what on like what apps? Yeah, yeah. Were you on different apps and did you like, were you, I mean, I would assume if you're just putting it straight up out there that you just want to sleep with people and you're not interested in a relationship that you're going to get hit up a lot. Yeah. So the weird thing is I have never been on like Tinder right. or like any like um, straight up or having sex kind of things. Yeah. But, um, the one app is called Hinge and it's just like a, a dating like uh-huh. it's kind of like Tinder is like the hookup thing. And then Hinge and Bumble are like dating and like maybe hooking up, but more so dating. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I met the few guys on hinge and did you know when you were going in or was it after you met with a couple of them that like you really didn't want a relationship and you just wanted to have sex or you were just like so horny that was the way that you figured you just meet guys i had the first one i had no intention of like hooking up with at all right it was just more of like a dating thing because i was like i can't see myself doing you know, like hooking up like one night stand type of thing. But right. then but then we did and I was like, um he wanted to sleep over and I was like, please no. Right. Please God. Um because I just wanted to like move on like to the next. Um, right. So it's something you another... kind of figured out on your own. What were you gonna say? That's another what? That's just kind of another weird thing about me is like I don't like when people sleep over I don't like sleeping over people's houses like I don't like any of the um anything that would like look like we're dating or anything right any kind of intimacy I get that if I like if I had a booty call I wouldn't the last thing I wanted to do is wake up with them spooning me it would be horrified that would happen when I was drinking a lot and I I would just be like really wake up and be like oh my god get the fuck out of here you know yeah Seriously, yeah. So you realized it after, like you didn't really go into this whole phase of your life thinking like this is what you wanted. It just started to happen after you started having sex with guys. You realized you don't want anything else. Right, exactly. And then you, so you go on this sugar, like that was something that was on your regular bucket list, right? Like you want to be a sugar baby. And what about that is, uh, is it, that you you just want the cash or that it's like a hot scenario to you? I mean, what about that whole thing was a turn on or an interest? What made it interesting to you? So at, at the beginning, I, it was just one of those things where like, well, I always want to do it. It will be fun. Like, um, like skydiving or something. Yeah. 
Um, like you're not sure like what exactly you're going to get out of it, but you just know you want to do it. Uh-huh. There's some something point. thrilling about it to you. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. So that's all that I, I had no like expectations when I started it or anything. Um, but also like in the back of my head, I'm like, all right, got some student loans, you know, racking up the student loan. So, um, obviously that was like a bonus like if i were to get paid Uh um for hanging out with people yeah and so then what happened so i there's there's a lot of interesting people Uh um on those sites and i've met up with probably so like the first thing you do is like a little meet and greet so you'll just meet up for like coffee or something and then just for like a half an hour and make sure you both aren't like psychopaths and yeah. then the arrangement can start. Like if there's, if you guys agree on like the terms. Uh-huh. Um, so I have gone through with it with two guys and then um, two other ones I'm like not super consistent with, but there's also been like arrangements there. So what kind of arrangements did, have you had? And can you tell me about those two guys that you did have arrangements with? Yeah. the um, So I guess I have four total that are kind yeah. of like in the, in the mix, in the roster. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but one of them, um, he's a really sweet guy. He's like mid forties. Um, and all he wanted to do was like, he just wanted a companion and so literally every week we'll just take a walk together and like maybe get coffee and he pays me three hundred dollars a week yeah like every walk you get paid 300 bucks yeah literally a walk we have hugged a couple times Mm -hmm. um he's married or single guy he's single is he creepy or yeah. not attractive? Like, why do you think he's like a, so alone at that age? I think that he is so socially awkward. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And I kind of like, obviously I haven't proposed this to him, but I kind of want to like help him date or something. Um, yeah, I yeah, wonder yeah. what he would say to that. But yeah, he's just extremely awkward. Right. But do you find that now that you've had a couple walks with him, I don't know how many you've had that, you know, he is, is, isn't as awkward after you get to know him? Um, oh, that's a no. Probably... <laughs> <laughs> so no, not at all. So, and okay. Now what, so you get 300 from him. Tell me about the other guys. So the other one, um, basically we'll like, we'll just meet up like whenever, my schedule allows because he he owns his own business so he can kind of you know make anything work uh-huh. um is he married what the hell is that noise from is he married no he's not married um sorry i got it but he yeah he um how old is me. he he's like 40 okay maybe so he's single um, he's in his 40s is he attractive you know, not really, mm-hmm. not really, um, but he's not like, you know, I'm like, oh God, great. Like we have to fuck now. Um, but basically like, we'll just hang out and like, 
I don't know, I'll go over there and like, we'll watch TV or like, just like hanging out as friends. And then we'll have sex and he pays me 350 Okay, so so he gets sex for only $50 more than the other guy. Right, I know. I feel like I need to renegotiate. Yeah, you should be getting more, don't you think? Or that other guy should be getting less? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. But I get that you're just doing... I think you talked to Molly about that. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so... And how many times a month do you see him? Um, I haven't seen him for a few weeks now, but usually it's like once every week or two weeks, probably. Right. And is the sex good? Like, do you enjoy the sex with him? Yeah, yeah. He... The good thing about him is he, like gets off pretty quickly and so long story short with me I like take a little while to recover between having sex with people like it just kind of ruins my body for like three days um what do you mean so I (laughs) I mean I like to I like to be really rough and stuff Uh and I feel I'm very like petite and so I think that um everything is petite and so it i'm like sore for a few days after right okay so sore that you can't like have sex again right like i would never be able to do like two days in a row well if you didn't weren't so rough maybe you could or is that just how it has to be they have to like pound you for you to get off (laughs) yeah basically right okay (laughs) All right. So this guy you see, but now what what are, what's the deal with the other two guys? So the other two, one is more recent. We've just hung out once, but um, he is married and he has two kids and he, he's really cool. We have a lot in common and he's probably mid forties as well. Um, And he pays me, I think it was 400 for, uh, going out to drinks and then hooking up after. Oh, so you do have sex with him too? Yeah, I've actually only met up with him once. Um, so, yeah. Right, but that's a new one. And then what about the other guy? The other guy. Yeah, you said that there's two oh, other ones. Yeah. There's two other ones that I have um, met up with like a small handful of times and then I will not again, probably. Um, how come what? So one of them was extremely attractive. I met him on the seeking arrangement site and he was, I think 36. Mm -hmm. And so it was kind of like a rare find on there. So we, um, we hooked up probably, two or three times and the the last time I um he like spanked me so hard that I had like welts and bruises on both of my butt cheeks for like a week right (laughs) it was like at the time I you know, like I showed this, I took pictures of my butt and showed it to this friend and she was like, Oh my God, how did you let that happen? And I was like, I, it it was shocking. Like, you know, when someone hits you so well, maybe not Yeah. like (laughs) something's like so painful and you're like, what? Like you have like no room to like even react really. Right. Um, and so did you enjoy it or not enjoy it? 
I um enjoyed it. I think I'm in this mode where like I just want to try everything. Yeah. Um, and so that was like me trying like real something like really Hardcore. rough, and yeah, it, yeah. And I was just laughing like I couldn't contain my laughter, and I was trying to hide it, but um, it was just shockingly hard. And so it was that the last time you saw him. How much did he pay? He only paid me like 150, but he got really clingy, surprisingly. Right. Um, and then I was kind of like, okay, now I see why. Like, you're very attractive, you're loaded, but you're on a site like this is because you're clingy as fuck. Um, <laughs> can, we just, so... <laughs> can I just ask you on a scale of one to 10? Like, what do you look like, right? Like, w- what are these guys thinking when you walk in the door? I was so if I like put makeup on and get dressed up and everything, I'd say probably like an eight. Uh huh. If I'm like bumming around like I am today, probably like six. Yeah, but you don't bum around with these guys, right? You show up looking your best, right? So in you walk and you're like at eight. So these guys are probably feel like they hit the jackpot too, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what. I run into is people get so clingy and I'm like the opposite of that. Um, right. So this, the 30 year old guy um, was just so clingy that I was like, I can't come here anymore. Like, I don't want to continue this. Um, was it because so you that were open fine. to doing the things that he was into maybe, and he couldn't find another girl that wanted to be like, you know, slapped around. Wait, what? Do you think maybe it was because you were like really into being like, you know, slapped around or allowed it to happen and he found that hard to find somebody else? Maybe, maybe it was like that, you know, he was like really horny for you. Or when you say clingy, was it like he wanted to text you all the time and like just talk? Yes, he like I was pretty drunk the couple times I was over there. So I fell asleep there. Yeah. And in the morning, he just got all like, he was like, come here, like, let's cuddle, like, let's order brunch and eat it here. And I was like, Oh, yeah, he wanted that. I think that would be called the girlfriend experience. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah, some guys Um, like that. Yeah, yeah. I think I think most of them actually prefer that, honestly. Yeah, experience. Yeah, totally. But I think a lot of girls when they're just interested in having sex with a guy like they don't really want to do all that. Right. I get that's not what you're looking for. Right. Exactly. But maybe if you would have made him pay a little bit more, it would have been worth it. But for a hundred bucks, I mean, that was that wasn't that much. So let's get back to the bucket list, which is the which one of these guys is the one that saw it? Um, the most recent one who's married and has kids and then another one that I haven't talked about yet, but he, um, I have a story about him, but he was like 60. Uh-huh. Tell us, um, tell me that story. Okay. <laughs> okay. Ready. Yeah. Okay. So we, Molly had uh, like an 80 year old that fisted her. Right. Remember that one? I, I was like bucket list. Yeah. Really added. Yeah. Um, so yeah, one of the things is like fucking old guys. So this was my, you know. Oh, that's one of the things on, on your list. Like fuck a really old guy. Yes. Okay. So this one was like maybe early 60s. Uh-huh. Um, so he, we did the little meet and greet and all that. And he 
um, we made it a point to like, okay, we're going to set a date and you're going to come over to my apartment and we're going to hook up and then you're going to leave. Um, and that was, I think, $400. But so he comes over. <laughs> he is, he looks older than my dad. Okay. So I'm like, my vagina is like shriveled up. <laughs> Like so dry. Well, what did you like... expect that sixty-something-year-old guy to be like hot? I don't know. <laughs> so, I was like drinking wine beforehand, talking to my friend who I talked to about this, trying yeah. to like get hyped up to do this, and she was like, "You're fine. Just do it. Just close your eyes. Oh, you're she's fine. Like your Just coach. do it. Just get the four hundred. <laughs> oh my god! And so he comes over, and I'm like, the wine did nothing. I'm like so sober, and I'm like so. We sit on the couch and um, I like light some candles <laughs> and I was like, so tell me kind of your experience with this. And because I was very uncomfortable, like not like I felt unsafe or anything, uh -huh. but I was like, I have never done this before. You know, like that kind of feeling. Um, yeah. So I'm like, tell me about your other experiences. And he was like, well, I had. I have kind of this fetish for like being dominant and I was like, okay, tell me more. And he goes, okay. So I had this one like sugar baby and she was very into being submissive. And I was like, okay, not me, but continue. And he was like, I said, tell me something that like you would have her do. And he was like, okay, so I would be at work on like a Tuesday afternoon and I would text her and I would say, he said, I would say, find a quarter from 1972 and don't text me until you find it and send me a picture of it. What? <laughs> and I was like, wait, what the fuck? And he was like, yeah, she liked it. So she would spend the whole week looking for a quarter from 1972 and get all excited when she found one because she could talk to me again. Yeah, I've heard this from the, the BDSM callers that have called in. Like a lot of times, like what's interesting about it to me is it's like there's not a lot of like it's not only about sex, right? I think we most of us think like, oh, if that's going down, a sub and a dom, they get together and they beat each other up and have sex, right? But it, a lot of it is this other weird stuff. Like I, I've, I've heard that before. Like and you're sitting there having to fuck the guy for 400 bucks and like that girl just had to find a penny. I mean... Yeah, I don't know what their arrangement was, but I that kind of opened my eyes to like that kind of fetish lifestyle. And so I was like, okay, like maybe I can learn more about this. But uh -huh. um, it was, I just thought it was so funny. Yeah, um, that's hilarious and fascinating, right? Did you add yeah, that to your is. bucket list? No, I didn't add that. Um, but I have a few like... BDSM kind of things I want to do. Um, but wait, let's. What did so? How was the sex with him? And how much did you get paid by him oh again? God. Sorry, four hundred. Four hundred. Yeah, okay. it was disgusting, and I. Oh. Never do that again. <laughs> wait, why was it disgusting? <laughs> okay, so I I was so nervous, right? And so I was like, just you know, you t you take the lead here. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and he was like, okay, so I'm going to go in there and get undressed and you come in in five minutes and then you're going to get undressed. And I was like, okay. Um, so I go in there, my heart's like pounding. 
Um, and he, he was like, do you want the lights on or off? And I was like, off. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he, um, I'm assuming cause you're afraid he, to maybe get the full picture of him. Yeah. I was so nervous. Like I didn't want him seeing me. I didn't want to see him. It yeah. was just, I was like, let's just do this. Yeah. Um, so he, <laughs> he's like, I take off like my clothes. And I just have like my underwear and bra on. And he's like sitting on the edge of my bed. So creepy. And he's like, come here. I'm like, oh God, here we go. Yeah. And so he pulls, I'm like standing in front of him. He's like, okay, do a little twirl. And I'm like, ew. Right. And so he's like going all slow. And um, he, he, like when he came, it was the longest, loudest thing I've ever heard. And I was disgusted. He oh was just like the longest orgasm ever, I think. Interesting. Um, but we, do you use a condom with him? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he's just yeah. coming and he's really loud and it's really long and you're just like waiting for it to be over. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, um, he that I got that over with like never do it again but I'm glad I did it but do um, you so was that did did you check off the be you know fucking old guy off of your bucket list after that guy or is there still a fucking old guy on your bucket list you just looking for a hotter one I crossed that one off okay yeah that counted okay let's get yeah. to this but like what else what it let's hear what's on this bucket list and the shit that you've done the shit that you want to do Okay, let me pull it up. I'm going to get a picture okay. of that too. You'll send me, email me a screenshot. Oh, yeah. I That'll be a good sure. teaser to your episode. <laughs> okay. Um, some of these are like, you know, the typical like fuck on a plane. Um, it's okay. Let's just hear them. There's 40 of them, right? And then let's talk about the ones that you've done or any good stories that you got. Okay. So threesome with two women, one man. Have you threesome done that yet? With... No, okay. I haven't. Okay. Um, threesome with two men, one woman. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck a black guy. Uh-huh. Fl- fuck on a rooftop. Fuck in an elevator. Whip someone. Get paid a hundred or $1,000 to fuck someone. Mm-hmm. Be tied up. Fuck in a club. Step, step on someone's back with heels on oh my god when did that come up that's so funny i don't know yeah. uh double penetration mm-hmm. um get vibrating underwear from someone uh be an escort mm-hmm. fuck a cop mm-hmm. don't you feel like you're kind of like an escort a little bit because of you know a little bit, yeah. Because yeah. um, of the seeking arrangement. I mean, the, all these guys you've told me about, you know, you they've paid you. So that is kind of like being an escort. But you want to do it like old school. Like you're an escort. They're calling you up as an escort. This is your pay. Like you're on a website as an escort. Yeah, I okay. would totally do that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, keep going. Um, Find my G-spot. Fuck mm-hmm. a celebrity. Fuck a hockey player. 
fuck in an office. <laughs> fucking old guy. Learn how to squirt. Fucking a that's fire on my truck. list. Learn how to squirt. Yeah, go on. Yes. Right. Yeah. Are you jealous um, for the people that can? I, I am. am yeah. yeah. Go on. <laughs> um, have an orgasm during sex, which I never have. You mean like just with their dick inside of you? Right. Yeah. So you don't. So do you play with your clit and have an orgasm? So that's why you enjoy sex, or, or are you just not ever having an orgasm through penetration? Never. So that's that's kind of the thing I want your advice on. Yes. Yeah. I can only have an orgasm like by myself. Not with a guy, even when he goes down on you. Never. Not when he's having sex. Never. Well, this I throws a whole interesting I, thing into your story, but go on. I know. So, yeah, I had this boyfriend in college um, who would go down on me and I would then, but no other time ever. What about with your husband or with anyone? I mean, because I think that's the easiest thing, right, is to get so to go get off on like someone going down on you, right? Because the clit is so easy. It's like right there, you know, where sometimes the inside orgasms are harder to reach depending on where your G spot is or whatever, you know. But so in all these times that you're hooking up with all these guys and all this sex that you're having, when guys go, have you ever had orgasms with anyone else except that guy? And you're like, did you have them with your husband? No, never. Did you have them with any of these guys that you've been with since your husband? Nope. Hmm, it's interesting to me. And but yet you love sex and you want all these things and you all these things turn you on and make you horny. I'm assuming you're just masturbating like crazy. <laughs> because you have like this dirty mind, you want to do all these things, you have all these fantasies, right? And you've got the balls to live them out, right? You're like out there looking, living it up, checking those things off. You fucked an old guy already. But yet <laughs> You can't get off when you show up to the game, right? But yet you're so into it. It's interesting. Yeah. Finish your bucket list and then we're going to get on to that. But finish your bucket list. Okay. Um, go to a sex party. Fuck a couple. Um, fuck someone way younger than me. Okay. And that's it? That was it? Yeah, that's, that's it. Okay. Well, not that's it. I mean, that's basically like everything you can do, right? I don't think that there's much on there that, you know, <laughs> I think you said you wanted to add in the 80-year-old fist in you from Molly's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would uh, gangbang. That's another one. Oh, you want the gangbang. That's like the hottest yeah. topic I have to tell you on my podcast. Like if I have someone in there that wants it, if I put that word gangbang in your your show, oh, you won't even believe how many people will listen. <laughs> Um, okay, so that's I mean, funny. that's basically everything and anything. But you, I don't know that I want to like, I'm going to touch on the, you know, the advice that I'm going to give you about having an orgasm with a guy. It is really interesting that you're like, really super horny and into all this stuff. Yet, like I said, when it comes down to it, do you think that when you're with the guy that you're very in your head or... You know, what do you think is the difference? Because when you're getting yourself off at home, right, how are you getting yourself off? Are you using your hand? Are you shoving something inside of yourself? Can you get off any way when you're home alone? Yeah, just like a clit vibrator. 
Just a vibrator. Like, that's it. Yeah. Throw that fucking vibrator out. I hate vibrators. I don't know why people (laughs) use them all the time. Because I'm sorry. Like, I've used it every now and then. I like toys. Don't get me wrong, right? But, um, and there have been some toys that are kind of, like, there was this clit kisser thing on, on Adam and Eve once, many, many years ago. I bought it recently, and it doesn't work anymore. But it was, like, the most amazing thing. And it was, like, a suction cup. And it had, like, a vibrating thing at the same time. It was, like, so good. I wouldn't leave my house. I had to throw it out because yeah, I was, like, getting abused. Oh, is that what you use? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Throw it out. It's a, it's like a first of all, it's gonna ruin you down there. Second of all, you're never gonna enjoy regular sex because it will never be like that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's probably what it is. Yeah, and I would find with straight up regular vibrators that are just really vibrating the shit out of your pussy. Like, I'm sorry, but it makes you kind of numbish like that's what it would do to me and I know that that goes away but I never like that like I I, I, my biggest fear was always that like I would never be able to have regular orgasms because no guy and nothing a guy does to you will ever feel like that you know what I mean and maybe you're just using the vibrator way too much you ever just use your hand or a dildo or something else no You should try like doing a little practice work on yourself where you're not really, you know, where you're not using that vibrator or that clit kisser thing or whatever, you know, all your other toys that are vibrating you down there and just use your hand or just shove something inside of yourself, like get like a little wand or something, you know, try to look for your G spot and think of all these naughty, dirty scenarios that you're into and, you know, to have fun. But you have to like explore other ways to have orgasms. I think you're not having orgasms because there's you, because of you've just wired yourself to come through such intense vibration. Like, how are you gonna have it? Like, not even a guy going down on you could do it. You know? Yeah, I know that's a good idea to try other things. Yeah, I feel like I also have to be like so relaxed and comfortable with a guy to do it. Yes. Yeah. Like well, that's the, the reason that why, I have. That's... Yeah. That's the reason why I said like for me, I'm a little wired. Like I would have a lot of time in between boyfriends. Right. But, but I wanted sex. So I would have long term booty calls. I've talked about it on my show before. One of my, my early co-hosts was one guy that I fucked for like years, you know, but I always like to be with the same guy. And I like that booty call to be someone I know because to me, the sex would be better because I would feel comfortable with them. Right. There was no connection or anything like that. It wasn't about that but it was just about being comfortable enough to really let go and also have you know and I just think the sex gets better when you know someone but there just like I said there doesn't have to be that intimacy there right but with somebody mm-hmm. that I know and I feel comfortable it just gets better whereas you're having these one-offs with these guys right and so you don't really have time to be comfortable with them I mean maybe the guys that you're seeing on arrangement.com whatever right because you're getting to know them I don't know are you totally horny yeah. when you're with them and totally turned on with all these guys that you're with? I mean, not always. Like, if they're not attractive, um, not always. But uh-huh. I feel like it might help if I had, like, a, um, like you said, a long-term booty call that we know, like, the the you know, we're not going to act like we're dating at all. I think that's what I run into with why I don't want something long-term is because I don't want that um, to come into the picture like it has. Yeah, you could find it. You know what I mean? For sure. Especially because, listen, if you're a guy talking to me and saying, hey, I want to just find a long-term booty call and a girl that doesn't get 
you know, messy and all that shit. Like I'd be like, that's harder to find because there's a couple things that have to go into play to make a, like the perfect booty call scenario. It's hard to find. Right. Um, but because you're the girl and you're really like interested in not having a relationship right now, there would be guys lining up. Okay. Around your house, mm-hmm. ready to fuck you every day until you feel comfortable. And, you know, and not <laughs> and not sleep over your house and leave the minute it's done <laughs> yeah. and never text you. OK, like seriously, Perfect. There, there's plenty of guys out there that would like that situation. To me, it's interesting that you haven't like really like you don't look for that or you haven't set it up that way. I mean, you're really in the driver's seat here, right? Because you are the unicorn. You're the girl. Everyone's going to be tuning in. You're going to see if you go, you can't see like the regular podcast stats, only I see it, but you could see on YouTube, you know, how many, how many people download the episodes on YouTube. And it's always interesting. You could see the ones that are like really highly downloaded and yours is going to be, you know, because people are going to be like, Oh my God, I'm not going to put out Jessica can't have an orgasm. No, it's going to be Jessica as a fuck it list, you know, and she just wants to do everything. Right. So, so many people are going to be tuning in to listen to that because you are more the unicorn, right? That girl that just loves sex is so open-minded, wants to try all these things, but you're, you're missing something, which I think it's, you know, you could fake it with the guys, but you're missing it for yourself is the fact that you want to do all these things, but you're not really going to enjoy them. But this is what people have told me before, because I'm always like, oh, with sexual encounters, like if you don't have an orgasm, what's the point? It's kind of like going to the restaurant, ordering a steak and like just looking at it, you know. But people have explained to me that that's not the case, right? Like if you're just enjoying it and it's like really great, even if you don't have an orgasm, it still can be amazing. Are you enjoying these times? Are you totally wet? It's just that you just can't like sort of go over the edge and have that orgasm and like and complete it. But it's still like amazing and like you know satisfying yeah like I have so much fun during it and like I I just love the experience of it and it's like an orgasm would probably be like the cherry on top right but even without it it's exciting right yes exactly you've gone as far what we're gonna say I've just gone this far with like not having them but still having fun have you ever been close with any of these guys or anything, any scenario, like, have you ever been close to having an orgasm with anyone besides that boyfriend that would go down on you? Um, yes, I, this was one of the, like, dating app guys. He, yeah, was going down on me and then he, (laughs) he looked up at me and that just killed it. I was like, (laughs) It took you out. Have you ever had that happen? <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's just you just got in your head, right? Like, and that's what's really stopping you is like you're you're you get in your head about the littlest thing, right? A guy looks up at you, don't look down. I, do I know that like close me. your I eyes. Like, I will forever keep my eyes closed. I'm not gonna. Look <laughs> oh down. my god! <laughs> but why? What about him? Really? Tur- was it just like because he was a stranger? Was because he was fucking ugly? Like what was it? No, it was just I. Yeah, it got I intimate. That I. Yeah, I think part of it is like eye contact is intimate, and then the other part is like, it, like guys are so like vulnerable. It seems like when they're like eating you out, it's like to me, it's kind of like um, it's not like the most masculine thing ever to me. 
Uh-huh. And I that might change um, as I go along with this, but it's just a total turnoff. Oh, interesting. Maybe you're like really are like a submissive and you're really like like real dominant men. It's interesting that you see it that way. But I'm sure there's other women that see it that way. Right. Because I, I never looked at it that way because I love when a guy goes down to me. But like the fact that he's like there and he's doing that. Yeah, that is more of a submissive thing. Right. At that moment. Right. Because he's like catering to you, doing everything. for Right. You, right. Right, exactly. And that turns you off. Yeah. What yeah, turns no, you on? Like if he were to I deny think... you or like if he would to be like force you to do what he wants to do and make you like shove your mouth on his cock and like shove it down your throat. Like <laughs> what is it? <laughs> I like you just said, I feel like it's I like when people are dominant. Right. Because I I think that I am dominant like in my everyday life like uh-huh. with my job and all that stuff and it's just I want that to be taken off of me basically like during sex yeah even like when you said you were when you were with that old guy you were like oh I was so nervous I wanted him to tell me what to do but maybe it's still that part of you that likes to be told you know what I mean like it's not it's mm-hmm. because you don't want to be the dominant one and take over the control of the situation with the guy right you want him to right. to do it right Mm-hmm. And I do find that a lot of times when I have subs on or doms on, like they tend to be the opposite in their regular life. And I'm sure that's not the case all the time, right? Nothing's ever 100% black and white. But, mm-hmm. you know, I have heard it most of the time that the person that is very dominant in their regular life likes to be submissive in their, you know, in their life. Have you ever been with a woman? No, I haven't. And, but that's something you want to do. Yes. Yeah, for sure. What about the friend of yours that knows about all this stuff that goes down? Does she do the same kind of stuff? So she is married, but she, up until she was married, she was always kind of a little like freak. Um, and uh-huh. she just loves hearing what I'm up to. Um, She's like living vicariously always, through you. I think so a little bit. Yeah. Why don't you, um, when you, like, are you still on all these dating sites and stuff, like, and seeking arrangement? Like, where are you currently, like, at? So, I've just kind of been taking a little break right now for the past couple weeks. Um, How come? I'll do this every so often, just right. to kind of, like, just, you know, just take a break, basically. Um, so, that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah, I think if you try a little, I think, you know, you should go on a mission, you know, to try to be a little bit more specific about what you're looking for uh, and then maybe try to give somebody, you know, and like I said, when you're being specific, it's not just about like, oh, I want to be dominated. I want a sugar daddy. It should also be I want absolutely no strings attached. You know what I mean? Like, seriously, mm-hmm. you will weed out the guys because, listen, there are guys that just want to fuck you and don't want a relationship, but they do want girlfriend experience. Nothing's more aggravating to me, too. I get it. Like, if I'm just having a booty call, I like it to be fast. Like, I don't want three-hour session. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I'm, like, spooning. and Yeah, yeah. There's just, or just the stuff before. It's just a long – or some guys just want to, like, have sex with you for hours and hours. I don't know. You know, if I really like somebody, I want to do that. Right. But for you, I think you should get really 
really like you could continue to do what you're doing and live out the bucket list and you're enjoying it and having fun in the moment, all that stuff, but also to, you know, get to the point where you could orgasm with guys and maybe I think you should be a little bit more specific in one place, like maybe on one site or on one profile and, you know, work out your stuff that way while you're doing all the other stuff that you're doing with the hopes that eventually, Mm -hmm. you know, you meet the right guy that at this point in your life where you really want no attachments and stuff where you could have fun and live out some of these fantasies, right? If you put on there, like you want to be dominant, I want to try threesome, like all this stuff. Like I told you, you will literally have guys lining up for you and you could find that right guy. You'll have to probably do some weeding out, right? But that's like anything in life, (laughs) you know, if you want, Mm -hmm. first of all, there's nothing perfect, but, and if you want a good thing, you know, you got to do a little work, right? So you might have to meet up or have a cocktail or fuck a couple guys that aren't correct or have somebody look at you lovingly while he's doing something and you get turned (laughs) off again, you know, (laughs) until you find the right guy. But I'm, I just do believe that it's what you you're looking for is very out there and you need to like I said be more specific because the like I like what you're looking for specifically is not hard to find it's not you're the Mm -hmm. like like you're the unicorn put in there that you don't want any attachments you don't you know you just want to sex you want to live out your fantasies you are dominant you want someone to take the lead you know all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. so that you're kind of guaranteeing that you're going to have like the hottest scenario you know and wait till and then when you find the right guy that is really good hopefully he's paying or if he's not just like keep going back to that one person because it's not like intimacy I think what happens it happens with guys too though for sure if you're just banging somebody like everyone says oh what happens a booty calls is someone cops feelings and that definitely does happen right mm-hmm. it's not just the girl guys could cop feelings too right so you want to really make sure that you find somebody the right person and look for it and st- I, I i definitely think you have to throw out your vibrator for now your vi- any of those vibrating yeah, things yeah that's just, a good idea I mean, you have all this, like, all this shit that you want to do that you're open to. I'm assuming you have a field day with yourself, right? You're enjoying your time with all these guys. But I wish you could be having orgasms, too. But that's because I'm, like, wired where I think that's the end-all, be-all. I don't know. (laughs) This is, like, and I know that that's not right. Because, look, you're here to say that you've been having all this kind of sex, living out all your fantasies, right? And you and you're really enjoying it, right? But you would just like that icing, like that cherry on the top, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you need. I think you're just using too much vibration on your clit. I think you should stop. Try using your hand. Like I said, try getting a toy that just goes in to look for your G spot. Even if that vibrates inside, that's okay. But I think. And I'm just literally like if anybody listening to this has any advice for you, right, that's wrong because I always say I give unprofessional advice. I don't know because I'm looking at from my standpoint what I know about me, right? I love clitoral stimulation for sure, right? And that's the easiest Mm -hmm. way to get off. And I, but I've always shied away from vibrators because I don't because they numb me out for like a day afterwards, you know, and then it's like, then you're fine. Right. And even if it's maybe a couple hours, but that always, I always got nervous that it would happen long-term. So I'm just giving my Mm -hmm. advice to you from my standpoint, but if somebody else has some other kind of advice for you on how you could make that happen, 
let me know, like comment on YouTube or send me an email. I'll send it to you. What is the, what are yeah. the things on that list that you've done already? Let's see. I've definitely been, there's kind of a funny story with being tied up yeah. um, that I can tell real quick. So uh-huh. I, I met, um, this was probably a few months ago. I met this guy on a dating app, not the seeking arrangements. And we like went out for drinks and then we went back to his house and I wasn't like super attracted to him, but I know he told me like how he used to like go to sex parties and I was like, okay, like this could be my little like gateway drug here. Like I could, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, get, get in with him and then, you know, so we go back to his house and he's, um, we start hooking up and he's like, okay, come upstairs like to my bedroom and he like was all about being dominant and stuff okay that's good (laughs) yeah it was was he we're like fucking on his bed and then he goes he goes lay flat on your stomach and i was like okay and then i hear him get up and he was like (laughs) he was like don't look up and i was like okay and so he goes put your arms and legs on all four corners of the bed so like i'm like starfish mode and then i hear him hooking my ankles up to like straps like strapping me down like by my ankles spread and (laughs) were you totally into that were you like oh my god this is gonna be great it was another one of those things where it was shocking and so i started laughing Uh um that's an issue that i have is i just laugh at everything and so i need to shut the fuck up and like let the scenario happen um right you might get anyway. that's like your that's your way of but maybe that makes takes you out of the moment you know what i mean but you're obviously yeah, uncomfortable so. right or something's going on that you're laughing it's not because it's funny right like I, what is really what are you really feeling because I don't really feel uncomfortable. I just, um, I don't know. What about nervous? Sure what it is. is it nervous? Are you like nervously? La- are you nervous? Like here you are with a guy you don't know. And he's like, now he's like, you know, tying you to his bed. I mean, he could knife you and kill you. I have what I do watch a lot of date exactly. life. Okay, I'm yeah. telling you, you know, do you get me? Yeah. Maybe it's a little bit of fear. I don't know. I think that I get nervous. I think that's what it is. Cause yeah. he, he actually, I started laughing and I tried to like hide my face. Yeah. Like in the bed and he spanked me. Oh. <laughs> he was like, stop laughing. Yeah. Talk about and ruining that the moment. made me just like, it was hilarious to me. So I like obviously stopped laughing. Yeah. And, um, and then so we fucked like that for a while. And I just remember his sweat dripping on my back, which was kind of hot to me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and then he unhooked one of my arms and he was like, reach down to the side of the bed and pull out the drawer. I pull open this guy's drawer under his bed and there's like a hundred sex toys in it. Uh-huh. And I'm not even kidding. And he goes, and he was like, grab this butt plug one. And so I grabbed it and I was like, do you? Well, I didn't say this out loud, but I was like, are these washed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, for or sure. do you just throw them back in the drawer? But I was like, fuck it. I don't yeah. even care. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> so that he was really fun. He is a firefighter, so that's why I had the um he keeps wanting to like fuck in his fire truck at some point. So that's why I have that one on the So the do you list. still when did you see this guy last? Oh my gosh, it's been like three months. He's yeah, a good guy I, for you because I like that he tells you to shut the fuck up when you're laughing. He's very, do- <laughs> he's very know. dominant. He's got a freak flag because I mean, look at his drawer filled with all that stuff. He'd probably yeah. be totally down to help you fulfill some of those fantasies. Is he married or single? What's his deal? No, he's single. Yeah, I he's hit me up like several times. I just, I don't know. I haven't met up with him again. Does he, does it freak you out because he's like a veil? Like, do you worry maybe with the single ones that they would get interested in dating you and you're really not into that or why haven't you met up with him again? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't, I don't know. Cause he doesn't strike me as someone who like would like want to date. Um, yeah, I haven't really thought about that. Maybe you're afraid of copping feelings for somebody. I mean, could it be like you know you don't you don't want a relationship so much that maybe if somebody like has even the tiniest bit of potential for some reason or seems like tiny bit available for you to cop feelings that you back off even subconsciously maybe I don't know I don't know um that's a reach right <laughs> you could say no I fucking way say- Kathy yeah <laughs> Well, I will say I'm very, I've always been very like emotionally guarded and I don't like to go there with people like friends. I'm totally there with, but it's, it's something about men being like very close emotionally that I'm kind of like, no, thank you. Yeah. That's a, that's a issue. Yeah, and honestly, I think I'm kind of, it's worse right now because I'm still on kind of a rebound from being married and being yeah, 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 yeah. that way that I'm kind of like, nope, never. Don't yeah, you're really, like, yeah, you've yeah, really fully like come into it. Yeah, it seems like probably like your marriage was all about trying to change that part of yourself and not be that way and be quote unquote normal, right? Like, you know, you read that chapter Mm -hmm. in the book of like, this is what people are supposed to do, right? So you're like, okay, I'll try that. And, you know, it didn't work. So now you're totally into being who you are and what you're about, which I think is a great start, right? Like it was all like bullshit what you were doing before, right? This is, but this is why this is good for you right now because it is bringing up issues that you have that, you know, you want to deal with, forget about just even having the orgasm. Like the more I talk to you, like you have other things that you should be working on too. And you should really try and figure out why you're so petrified. Maybe you're gay. I mean, there could be a lot of reasons. <laughs> no, you. I'm just saying there could be a lot of reasons why that kind of thing is happening, but it's definitely a block. I think that probably blocks you from the sex thing too, right? But I think that, you know, really being on guard emotionally, like you said, it could be just a rebound, but I feel like you, you know, the fact that when you got closer with your boyfriend who became your husband and the more close you guys got, the more turned off you got, like maybe that wasn't a coincidence. Like, you know, maybe it was because like, oh, now you're married. That's as close as you could get emotionally. And for the girl that doesn't even like a guy to be giving her googly eyes, I mean, that would be too much. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I definitely like to keep some distance for sure. 
Yeah, now that works for you now, right? And that's fine. And you could go live out all your sexual fantasies. And so many guys will be happy that you have these issues because it'll work in their favor. And it will <laughs> yeah. work in your favor because you'll have fun and you'll live out a lot of these fantasies. But, you know, eventually, you know, maybe it'll get old. And not to say that you won't be able to do all these things with a boyfriend because you would be able to, right? You could live out all these fantasies and be as, you know, sexually promiscuous as you want if you had a partner, right, that was open to it. And you could, I think Mm -hmm. guys are pretty freaky. You know, if you told most guys this scenario, you don't want to tell them on a first date, but, you know, a year into it, if you're like, let's do this and that, a lot of guys would be into it, right? You could find that. But I think that... um, Right now, you don't want that, but you should work towards maybe figuring out why you have that block and why it's there and maybe removing it because maybe that'll help you with your orgasms too. I think there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, no, that's a good idea. You know? Yeah, so why don't you get into some therapy? I don't know. I, I know I always throw that card out there, but therapy is really great as long as you have the right therapist, right? Um, uh, because you're young, you're so young and therapy isn't something that you have to do for the rest of your life every single day, right? You could do it for a year or two or whatever, but I think it could only help you figure out some of these things. I don't think you're totally messed up or anything, but you have these little blocks that are going on. Um, and I think you'd want to tend to them sooner than later. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, like it's, working for me right now like I don't think I'll always be have that attitude at all like this attitude towards men um but yeah I think it's but did you always bound right so you're it could be just like so you think it's just because you just got out of this relationship were you like that before your you got into the marriage with your your guy Yes, like it takes me a a long time. Yeah, I don't think it's just because you're in a rebound. I think the rebound thing is really, and I I think if, I don't know that you're on a rebound. I think you're just totally yourself now. (laughs) So I think that's what's going on. Yeah. I think you've just totally owned who you are. I think it takes a lot of balls because I've seen, I'm way older than you and people in my generation didn't tend to get divorced and figure themselves out at such a young age. They stayed married to the same person and lived that life that you were living forever, you know, and maybe when they were 50, Mm -hmm. they got divorced. You know, I I give you credit for realizing who you are, what you were about and getting the fuck out before you had a whole lifetime of that, right? And you really stayed true to yourself and I think when you got out, it's like a matter of, uh, uh, you just, like I said, coming really into your own. But this is who you are. You were always a girl that had, you know, issues being close with guys, right? You were always mm-hmm. a girl that couldn't fully have an orgasm with somebody. Like that closeness wasn't comfortable for you. So, uh, of course, that girl didn't wind up having a successful marriage yet, right? Or at that mm-hmm. time. But I don't think, I mean, it's not like your husband cheated on you and he dumped you. And then, you know, I think that would be more like you're on the rebound. It's more like you were just doing, it's more like, I, like I said, I just think you're being who you are and who you've always been. But will that work for you when you're 40 after being single for so long and not with anybody and never having any kind of intimacy or anything? Like, maybe not, you know? So I think you would want to work on that because it is a block. I don't think it's just something that's, totally natural right I think it's like something going on there that maybe you'd want to figure out 
Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. It's not terrible. And it doesn't mean that, you know, all these things, like I said, I think, you know, you're like, everyone's like a concoction of things, right? It's not like one thing is everything in a person. Like just because you have this slight issue or like maybe a block doesn't mean that you're not super open-minded and horny and want to do all those things. Like, you know, even if you remove that block, I think those things would still exist and what you want to do, you know, but I think maybe you'd have better orgasms and then maybe you'd be more open to, you know, being more comfortable with someone because you can stay with the same person and they could look at you when they're going down on you and you won't get totally turned off. You know, this is like, it'll help it a (laughs) little bit. That's the goal. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, so you have like a little stuff you should be doing while you're working down that bucket list I think you know because Mm -hmm. you are every guy's dream girl right you have that going on I just wish you'd be having more orgasms and maybe you could find one guy and I think you can that you could start to become really comfortable start to really live out these scenarios with and somebody that you're not so grossed out by right like these other guys Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you could have some fun while you're, you know, trying to figure out, you know, if you have a block, what you, is there anything before we go, I just want to ask you a quick question. Like, is there anything that you could think of in your history that would be the reason for that? Honestly, no, mm-hmm. I don't, I can't think of anything. Like I, I had like a wonderful childhood. I have like the best parents ever. Yeah. And yeah, I'm not sure, honestly. It could just be maybe you're wired a little bit like when it comes like emotionally, like a little bit uptight or uncomfortable. You know, I, I don't mm-hmm. know. You'd have to talk to somebody, but it, it it could be just a part of who you are. And maybe you'll be, you know, maybe that'll change over time. I'm not like I said, I always say I give unprofessional advice and I'm only talking to you for like an hour. Right. Probably I three more hours or three more calls I could get to more of the bottom of things right because you know Mm -hmm. maybe it's not like an issue okay maybe it's just who you are and you're not meant to be in a relationship I don't know I'm sure there's people like that I never liked relationships that much I love being alone you know like yeah yeah I do too yeah it's actually harder for me to be in one I don't understand like romance really like I don't know you ever see those things on tv where like they put flowers all the way on the floor and then to a yeah, I would be so turned off. Like I say that all the time. So it's just like, you know, I'm just not girly in that way. Yet, you know, I do prefer it if I feel comfortable with somebody. And there have definitely been times in my life where I'm like, oh, I really want companionship. And this is what I really, you know, and then I have somebody for a couple of years, whatever that is, you know, so, you know, that could be you too. But I definitely have issues why that I I don't know. It's like always complicated. People are like more complicated than just like I said, an hour conversation. But I think you should Mm -hmm. talk to somebody just because I do think you have a couple little blocks that you could work towards, even if it just helps your orgasms. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or just start with the not the start with <laughs> the vibration. Stop with that. <laughs> yes. Try that. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then come back on because people like you, like women, when I have them, like I'll always have them back on because I feel like you probably have like 10 more great stories you're going to, yeah. you know, you'll have more experiences. And so I'll have a part two with you. Yeah, I'll update you on what I've done. Yeah, sure. yeah. Go get some stories. Go get some good news stories. <laughs> Stop using your vibrator for one month <laughs> and then come on and tell me about it. We could do that. Oh, you want some homework? 
Yeah, um, I'll do that. I will take recommendations for any um, any sex toys that get the G spot. That's something I could work on for sure. Okay, I'm going to, um, so listen, people that are listening, whether it's males or females, because if you're a guy and you use something on a girl and you found her G-spot, let me know. But the sex toys that you use to find a G-spot, uh, that would be good for her. Uh, you get one of those. Somebody that was on my show, Linda Gale, she sent me something called the crystal wand. It's like this thin thing that you put up and you look around, you know, try that. The oh, crystal wand, like the wand thing that they have okay. out there. Um, there's other things as well. If anyone wants to recommend to you, send me an email or post it on YouTube so she could see that. And then don't do it for one month. And then let's, even if it's a quick call where you tell me what happens or not, can you follow rules? Like if I tell you to really do that, don't use your vibrator for one month. Can you do that? Yeah, I can do that. All right, let's do it. It'll be an interesting experiment. Yeah. So no more. Jennifer's going to have no more vibrators. Okay, you're going to continue to have sex with guys because we got to see if it gets better, right? Or if you can have an orgasm without, you know, if something changes or whatever. No more of that. Yeah. Get something inside. Play with your clit if you want, right? To have like, you know, to get off that way. And then let's talk in a month for sure. Even if you don't have other experiences to talk about, let's just check in and see if you have if it has changed. Yeah, absolutely. All right, thanks, Jennifer. Don't forget to send me Thank the picture you. of that bucket list, and I'll probably be. Oh, yeah, I already, I, I already edited the one for this week because I posted to my Patreon earlier. So you're definitely on next week, okay? So look okay, out for cool. it. All right, thanks so much for Thank calling you. in. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Do you have a story? lifestyle or situation you can't talk about to anyone to anyone or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show well strictly anonymous wants to hear from you send us an email strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name and remember everything is strictly anonymous strictly anonymous